3: All right, what's up, Devin? How are we doing today? This evening is what it is now.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's not so much a day. I'm doing good, Nick. How are you?
3: I am good. I have been uh, watching sports for the past three, four hours, so that's been nice. Um, But we're back here with another Pointless Sports Opinions um, podcast. Uh, It's Nick, again. You guys have probably, if you listen... You're hearing my voice all the time. Uh, I get Devin again, luckily. It's a nice co-host. That's really nice to... Hello. Really, really nice to have someone other than myself. The bounce for ideas off. For awful. sure. Because my ideas are just... They're mine, and they're not good, so... <clears throat>
4: they're good, Nick. I appreciate
3: them. <laughs> well, uh, so, follow us at Sports one on Twitter and Instagram, and then Portland Sports Opinions everywhere else. Uh, Devin... I'm going to make you start here today. What is what is something that you really want to talk about that you're juiced to talk about in the baseball world? I'm just
4: Nick, we, we already gushed about this last time, but I'm just I'm just still juiced up about Dodgers Padres, dude. We got another Dodgers Padres series and it was even more fun than the first one.
3: Yeah, we're getting treated. I mean it's
4: it's just it's just crazy. We you we we said it last time, but even if you're not a fan of baseball, you should watch the Dodgers Padres anytime they come on. You got all the Twitter going back and forth with Fernando Tatis and Bauer and Tatis covering up one eye and, and Bauer calling himself daddy and Tatis calling himself daddy. And it's a whole – it's it's great. I love it. It's great for baseball.
3: Bauer's been a good sport about it. He says he wants people to be rah, rah, rah when, you know, you hit a big home run. Yeah. He doesn't care, which is cool because that's what he is, man. He's all about having that big ego, which we love big egos here, ladies and gentlemen. We just – it. Baseball's so damn dry and boring a lot of times. So anything really to get is. everyone interested and exciting, you know, maybe you get a rivalry between two players and that makes it fun to watch. So maybe in the future we're gonna see some fun uh, matchups between <clears throat> Bauer and uh, Tatis. But we had what? And, uh, no, continue. I'm sorry.
4: Sorry, I-, I was just gonna say last time you said that you know the MLB does such a poor job of advertising their players. You know, we were talking about Trout and some of these young guys, and so it's nice that. You know some of these younger guys, or Trevor Bauer, who's you know just a notorious loudmouth. They're like taking it upon themselves to just advertise themselves in the game. You know when MLB won't do
3: it. For sure, you've seen Bauer. I mean, slam the MLB and Rob Manfred in general. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it was fun. Uh, that was the. Was that the last game in the series? Was that Sunday Night Baseball? Was that last night, or was that?
4: Yeah, I think it. Was, I think it was
3: no. No, that was the
4: no. It, it was Saturday. Saturday was it? Because then Sunday was when they went to extra innings.
3: The Sunday game was awesome. I only caught the last. Yeah, it was four, good too. Three innings. Uh, Padres were down seven to one going into the ninth. Yeah. Or going into the seventh, they scored two in the seventh, two in the eighth, two in the ninth, mm-hmm. and then one in extras. Um, a lot of fun. We don't like it's that's that's something we don't see in baseball. If you're down by six runs with three innings left, what a monster comeback! The whole series was awesome uh bauer was a lot of fun to watch yep um i just i can't say enough of how exciting that rivalry the next 12 games we have for the rest of the season is it's gonna, gonna be. be so much fun. so yeah i was excited to watch that that was great weekend baseball yeah that we were uh, subjected to so what what are you excited about nick what's got you juiced um baseball in general but uh, otani <laughs> i love otani and he's pitching Ugh, he's pitching Ohtani tonight side. as we speak uh, he's also mm-hmm. batting in the two-hole. Uh, he leads the league in home runs, man. He is a yep. position player. Not even. He's never a position. He's a DH. So he's pitching, you know, once a week and then hitting three to four times a week, and the dude just slugs the ball. And uh, he's leading the MLB in <clears throat> um, home runs as of yesterday. Like I said, we're doing this at 9 p.m. on a Monday, so yeah. we're missing a lot of stuff. Our, our stats might be a game off here, folks. We, we forgive us. Um, but Fantastic
4: he, little blurb they had was like last person to do what Otani's doing was Babe Ruth. Yeah, a hundred
3: years ago. Crazy man. So we Gosh. are we are seeing some unprecedented nonsense. Essentially, history. yeah, history. It's it's nonsensical in a way that's exciting, not it's ridiculous, in my yeah. opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But he's he's been he's been the main attraction on that team, not Mike Trout, in my opinion. <laughs> Which is
4: crazy because Mike Trout's stat line is is still insane this season so it's like
3: Like he's still doing Mike Trout things and yeah uh, luckily he didn't get hurt he got hit I think on the elbow he's not too too banged Mm up Um, but I want to see that team come together around Otani and Trout you got Rendon coming back today I think so you got a lot of excitement coming around you still have Pujols you have Jared Walsh and uh, hopefully you can get some great pitching from this team honestly Uh, and watch this offense just be so much fun but the Angels and Otani are kind of the ones that I am very excited to watch, uh, but mainly Otani. Um, I agree. But to move forward Otani's with that, great. Yeah, he is great. I'm, I'm excited to watch him play for another 10 years at least because he's only like 24. Yeah. Whew, man. But next that, I kind of just wanted to do teams that have kind of surprised me so far and teams that have disappointed me. And I guess we can yeah. both kind of throw out teams and such, but uh, – You know, I just kind of went with. I just looked at the AL, went down the list, and then went to the NL. So uh, the Red Sox are 14 and nine. They are leading the AL East by a couple games, I believe. It's uh, it's really weird because a lot of people probably thought that they were gonna be struggling. Um, especially last year they didn't look good. In 2019 they didn't look that great either, and they got rid of Mookie. But it, they've had a huge bounce back season from JD Martinez. Um, <clears throat> I wrote down some stat lines. I mean, he's hitting 37. His triple slash line is 370, uh, 1.199, and uh, oh, I did. I did only only put his average in his OPS. The triple stat line is usually the average on base and OPS, but his OPS plus probably leads the league at 233. Um, and then you got Bogarts there. He's hitting 366 with a 975 OPS. He's got an OPS plus of 1754. And then Devers also uh, on that team with uh 153 OPS+. Plus. Uh, those are just three guys that have been on that team for a, a while now, three, four years. They were mm-hmm. on that big run when they when they won the World Series in 18. Um, stepping back up and doing their thing. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, their pitcher, lefty. Uh, he's been really good for him. He's 4-0 in four starts. I know wins aren't that really big of a stat, but you know, I think I saw something the other day that. In his last 30 starts, he's gone five innings at least every time for him. So he's he's making sure that bullpen's not getting taxed. He's eating innings for him. Workhorse. Um, that's the modern-day workhorse, <laughs> really, because mm. you know, 10 years yeah, ago, day, 15 yeah. years ago, we are not seeing a guy – like, we don't call a guy going five innings and 30 straight starts a workhorse. We usually, you know, we're seeing a guy pitch seven innings right. every fifth day. That's the workhorse, but – he is the workhorse for him. Uh, his last, his for his starts of the year. Are, you know, first start, five innings pitch, three earned runs. Next one, five innings pitch, an earned run, um, one earned run, and in six innings or in five innings, and then six innings, two earned runs, seven innings, three earned runs. So uh,
4: right.
3: mostly quality starts. Not going six innings, but he has been a solid ace essentially for him uh, until Chris Sale comes back but we'll see how he does red Sox are looking good man I don't like yeah I've got
4: a uh, I've got something here to circle back on JD because I saw your you sent me your sheet and so I've, I was kind of looking in you know to touch on some points and things like that so JD Martinez you know seven home runs love to see that uh so I like dug a little bit deeper into some research right looked him up on baseball Savant, and so over half of his home runs I think he's got four home runs the four home runs that the the, the ball he hits the best are, is the breaking ball and so then I went to the Boston Red Sox schedule and I started looking through some of the pitchers on Baseball Savant to see what they throw, and like, like, almost almost seventy five percent of the pitchers that he that he has seen, throw like over fifty percent breaking balls. Like like Dallas Keuchel has like he throws breaking balls seventy one percent of the time. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi throws breaking ball sixty percent of the time. Kenta Maeda throws a breaking ball over fifty percent of the time. So it's like he's seeing he's hitting the breaking ball the best. And he's also seeing pitchers that rely on the breaking ball the most. So it's like a nice little storm for J.D. Martinez where he can just, you know, he's got pitchers that are, yeah, he's got pitchers throwing him stuff. Yeah, Yeah. So it's cool to see that.
3: Yeah, so that'll be an interesting storyline. I don't think they're going to keep it up, personally. Uh, No, for sure not, but but it's fun to watch. Good offense for him, and if they can get a consistent pitching staff and good bullpen, that's going to be a, I mean, if you can compliment A great offense with average to maybe a little bit above average pitching you should just hold on you should do really well um and then the next team that's really surprising me is the Kansas City Royals they are first in the AL Central they're 14 and 7 they are I don't I think one of the podcasts earlier when I was shooting the shit by myself I think I said I think the Royals could be fun to watch just because they're gonna have a good offense and so and so but I don't think their offense has been necessarily extraordinary. Uh, yeah. I know Michael A. Taylor. He was a Washington National for a lot of years. He's come over and played really well for them. Uh, they got a guy named Nicky Lopez who's filled in for um, who's their shortstop, Desmond the Mondesi. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mondesi. Yeah, Nicky Lopez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was one of their bigger offensive contributors over the past couple years? Nicky Lopez has filled in really nice. Um, this team is fourteen and seven without one of their better players and uh, Mondesi. Mike Matheny's doing something over there. Uh, I don't know if he's become better as a manager. I know that, <laughs> like people have said, you know he's more analytical, analytical based now, which may help him make decisions a little easier for himself because he made some head scratching decisions um, in the past with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but <clears throat> and two big things that I saw on their team was they have really two good, re- really good pitchers at the moment. I mean, I only know we're five starts in for most of these guys, four or five starts, but. Uh, Danny Duffy, who's been hurt the past couple of years, man, he's back. He's looking good. Uh, he's got one earned run in 23 innings. He's got a .39 ERA. That's probably yeah. lower than most people uh, besides Jacob DeGrom. Um, yeah. there's <laughs> a nice
4: bar to be held to. Yeah, man. yeah.
3: And then they got a young kid <laughs> named Bray Singer. He has a two ninety five ERA in, uh, I think, four starts. Um, their starting rotation's been pretty good. Uh, you know, they've gotten contributions also from Sal Perez, Carlos Santana, uh, Witt Merrifield. Um, and they could probably be, be better when uh, Modesty comes up and if Benintendi can get it going and Soler can get it going. Because they have, like, those are really fun players to watch. Like, uh, Witt Merrifield, I know you're a big Merrifield guy because he's so yeah, he's underrated. Awesome.
4: And um, he's And his on-base percentage and, Jesus, steals.
3: So, so I'm, I'm excited to watch them kind of keep going. They could possibly hold on to this it just depends on how well they can play with uh, against the white Sox and so on and so forth uh
4: yeah I see if minnesota steps up in that division but
3: minnesota's on my list of disappointments maybe. man it's just they're so se- <laughs>
4: yeah they're not so they're good.
3: seven and 13 right now that's mm-hmm. a very very bad start probably one of the worst starts they've had in years and that's I'm really I- i'm not sure exactly what it is i guess they're just not getting contributions from guys they wanted contributions from like, you know, they wanted Sano and Mitch Garver to be big boys in that lineup and, you know, be scary home run hitters. They've, yeah. you know, Garver's hitting 160. Miguel Sano's hitting 111, and they both have two home runs. Uh, Jake Kays, their left fielder, their everyday left fielder, he's hitting 155. Uh, Buxton's still on fire for that team. Hmm. Um, and Nelly, Cruz, Nelly was, Cruz yeah, also still doing yeah. things at the age of 40. Good thing he hasn't play out doesn't have to play the outfield because he'd be in trouble. Yeah, like the he's got a
4: one dot OPS though still. I, I know. He's still holding on to it. So that's mm, yeah.
3: crazy as DH. Um they're getting Simmons back off the COVID list. Donaldson has been hampered by the injury as hamstring. He's only played nine games, but he's got uh, you know, a three ninety three average with a OPS plus a one eighty, so he's a he's a plus contributor. Uh Luis Urias, I think he's a utility guy for them. He's probably been one of their better players. They can plug him in in anywhere in the infield. Uh, got an OPS of 132, so he's he's looking okay. He but he's not the guy that they want to rely on. So they need yeah. they need Donaldson to get healthy and stay healthy. They need uh, Max Kepler to come back off the the DL and come back strong. Same with Simmons, and then their big boppers with Sano and Garver. Cause Garver had like a 30 home run year in 2019, I think. He was so good for him. And, Crazy. And Jorge Polanco also needs to step it up. They were expecting big things. Um, their stand their starting staff's been okay. Matt shoemaker and Kenta Maeda have not been great, but
4: yeah, I think Kenta will get it back. I, th- I, I think, I think once, I think once this team starts to kind of work in full motion, you know, Donaldson comes back, some of these guys kind of break out of their slump. You got like Kenta Maeda and some of these older, you know, some of these more like experienced pitchers kind of get their get their stuff together because Kenta Maeda has got a six point one ERA right now, and that's, I mean, has he he he's not really like a you know two and a half era guy you know he's not like a stud ace type situation but he's definitely got a better era than six six eleven yeah you know? so i think once he kind of gets his stuff together he'll be a little bit better you know this team will do more
3: in five previous years you mean i mean in coming into this year it's a 381 career era so yeah he's almost three runs better yeah um and then like i said we're what we're an eighth through the season an eighth of the way through the season <laughs> yeah, so even yeah, now it's still though. I mean, we can point out some guys in the bullpen, but not really. Alex Colomay's been bad for him. He was their closer coming in. Uh, Taylor Rogers has been a really bright guy. In uh, an eight and a third innings, he's got no earned runs. And no earned runs. So that's nice. It's nice to have those Love relievers that. who are yeah. Seven sp- spitting fucking fire, or at yeah. least throwing it. Um, but yeah, Especially
4: when their pitchers aren't really doing a whole lot.
3: Yeah, so definitely the Twins, because they've been offensive juggernauts and really good teams over the past two years. So I'm kind of... A yeah. little, little worried right now if I'm a Twins fan. 7-13, you're already six and a half games back with the Royals, but can the Royals keep it up? That's going to be the big question coming in here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next surprise, I'm going to talk about the Seattle Mariners. They're 13-9. and I was really surprised when I saw that. Um, and their offense has not been – it's been, I think, a little above average or right around middle of the pack, but they're being led by Mitch Haniger. He's been in Seattle for a long time now. Uh, Triple slash line for him, I think, was a um, 292 average, 330 on base, and an 892 OPS.
4: Yeah.
3: And he's got a 159 OPS plus. And then Ty France, he's broken onto the scene for him. Uh, He looks like he's the real deal. He's hitting 316 Mm -hmm. with a 177 OPS plus. Uh, They just got last year's rookie of the year, Kyle Lewis. He just came back off the DL. He's playing in his fifth game tonight. He actually hit a home run, it was a bomb. And then um, they're. Their bullpen's been pretty good. If you looked up their numbers, a lot of dudes are you know sub two or three ERAs. Yeah. From five, their six, seven,
4: eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They only got twelve earned runs across their entire bullpen. Yeah. It's so
3: easy. that's that's pretty insane. We love to see that. Yeah, that's wild. And then, uh, starting staff probably struggled a little bit. Kikuchi struggled. Marco Gonzalez, who's been really reliable for him the past couple of years, struggled. Uh, Chris Flexen, a the guy they got from I think Korea. On a two-year contract, he's doing really well. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep yeah. it up, but we do see a lot of guys coming in their first year coming back um, from <clears throat> overseas leagues. Is they do really well and they kind of figure themselves out when they're playing over there. So he's playing really well for him. He's got a uh, two and yeah, right? yeah, two and one, twenty-one Ks and twenty-three innings pitch. So it's really interesting to see. They're only four games above five hundred, but at, at the start of at the start of play, I think they're a playoff team. With uh, yeah. the fifth wild card spot or the fourth, the, the first wild card spot, so
4: hmm.
3: a nice surprise uh, Seattle has been, and then they're second in the AL West right now to the juggernaut. Not really. I don't know if they're going to be a juggernaut, but the team that just went on a 13-game winning streak, the Oakland Athletics, <laughs> they just it just got busted last night um, or yesterday afternoon by the Baltimore Orioles, but they had won 13 games in a row and they were 14 and seven after they started off what one and six. They were off to a rough, yeah, rough bad. start, and they're like, oh, shit, we're not this bad. Um, but we had
4: we had talked about that because their, their their beginning schedule was like, you know, it was like Houston, Dodgers, Houston, you know, so they were just going back and forth against teams that are also, you know, super stacked, so we, we kind of talked about that, that, what, you know, once we talk again in a week or two weeks or whatever, that, you know, they'll probably look a lot better, and they do. They, they have, I mean, you know, 13 games, it's crazy.
3: Yeah, and they have, like, they're big contributors. It's like this is the typical Oakland Athletics team. They're just finding guys that just pluck from nowhere. Mark Khanna got a 152 OPS plus. Um, Matt Olson, big guy there, 199 OPS plus. Jed Lowry, 37-year-old Jed Lowry on his, like, second or third tour of duty with uh, the A's. He's got a 151 OPS plus. And those guys have really held the lineup down. And their best player, in my opinion, is Matt Chapman. And he's not been good. He's got an 82 OPS plus, so that's, you know, below league average. Bad. Hitting 158 on base at 275 and a slugging at 617. Those are not Matt Chapman numbers. And then they traded for Elvis Andrews in the offseason, and he's been, he's been I mean, startling uh, as, as how bad he is. He's got a 24 yeah. OPS plus. And that is that is awful. Uh, 162 average. It's a new ball club. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he has to get used, used to, to it. A little bit. I don't know, but that guy's a above, not above average, but he's a pretty solid MLB player. He's been in the year for better l- than
4: what he's doing for sure. Yeah,
3: I mean, that's bad. So, mm. uh, and they have a good bullpen. OPS. They have a good bullpen as well, and their uh, Frankie Montes has had a rough start for him. But Sean Manaya and Jose, Jesus Luzardo are two guys that they're going to be relying on two lefties in their rotation. Um, but I like this team coming off a 13-game win streak. That's um, that's hard to do. And if you can pull that out through a season and then, you know, that's a – that's and they weren't terribly – they were five games below 500, and they went on this streak. So if you can pull that off in a season and then continue to be good or at yeah. least above average, you should be fine. That's going to be a tough division. Uh, Texas is going to get beat up on a lot. But yeah. if Seattle continues to play well, I mean – you got four teams that I think are, are competitive here with the Angels, the Astros, and then the Mariners and the Athletics. But I, I don't necessarily know who I like out of that division, especially because it's 20, 21 games in this season, 22, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Oakland and Houston, those are teams one through four. Oakland, Seattle, Los Angeles, and Houston, they're only three three and a half games back, so it's really close. No teams have necessarily pulled away with the division – not like a crazy lead yet. Or yeah, you know.
4: like uncatchable type.
3: Yeah, one know. team's 20 and 5, and then the next best team's like 11 and 11. No one's there <laughs> yet.
4: Yeah, like the Dodgers and Colorado split.
3: Yeah, pretty much. That's the biggest split we <laughs> see right now. It's a six and a half game split. Uh, and Brutal. then Kansas City Royals and Detroit. I think it's a seven and a half game split or eight game split now because Kansas City beat Detroit today. Right. Um,. And then my next big surprise team, it's all the division leaders right now are the big surprises just because these are teams, especially, there's some teams you weren't really especially looking uh, like Kansas City and, and Boston. and.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you weren't but, expecting them. Like Chicago White Sox, we expected yeah. you know, And they are up there, but it's interesting yeah. to see Kansas City above that.
3: Yeah. Uh, Oakland, you expect to be okay, yeah. uh, after even after the rough start. Uh,
4: but against Houston and L.A., that's crazy. Yeah.
3: Um, the Brewers... They're another team I have on this list of surprises. They're 13-8 and eight leading the Central right now, NL Central. Uh, they've got a really good pitching staff, like a really, really good pitching staff. Uh, the pitching staff as a whole has a 317 ERA and has only given up 67 mm. runs. And that's what, through, what do we got, 21 games? Gosh. Uh, and they're, that's the fifth lowest, tied fifth lowest in baseball. Uh, so I just picked out their three best players, Um Pitchers, sorry. Corbin Burns and 24 and a third innings pitch. He's got a .37 ERA. This is before his start tonight. And 40 Ks and zero walks. So uh, 40 strikeouts to zero walks is unprecedented for the most part. That's insane to start the year. That guy's on a- another level. He is Jacob DeGrom, essentially. Him and DeGrom are the two best pitchers in baseball, I think, at this moment in time. <laughs>
4: You know, what's crazy here too, Nick, because you were saying, you know, they only have how many, how many, how many runs did you say they had allowed as a, as a 67
3: through 67.
4: They have, they had, they had that game earlier on in the weekend. I think it was the Friday game, Friday or Saturday. They had that like blowout where like Chicago scored 15. Yeah. And then they had the the third game of the season. They gave up eight runs. So it's like, if you take out these two anomalies, you know, that's, that's like 20, you know, that's like 21 runs that like, uh, you know, like somewhere around that. It's like a little over 20 runs, you know subtracted from that 60 some odd runs, you know, if you get rid of those two games. So without that, you know, they're actually at like 40 some odd runs across 21 games, which is like two runs per game. That's insane.
3: That's insane. Um, that's, and I mean, yeah, I mean, Brandon Woodruff has also been amazing. 29 innings pitch. He's got a 1.55 ERA with 34 strikeouts. And then Freddie Peralta also has been really good for him and 22 innings pitch. He's got a 2.45 ERA and 38 strikeouts. Uh, and then well, I'm not even talking about Adrian Hauser, the puker, who's in 19 innings. He's, He's got a 3.32 area. It's respectable. And he's, I mean, I, I think his numbers are going to show that he's going to get hit on a little bit more than the other three. But he's been good for now. And then they've got a great bullpen in uh, yeah. Josh Hader, Brent Suter, uh, the airbender, Devin Williams. He's got a crazy changeup. And uh, if you guys are big fans of Pitching Ninja, I think he dubbed him the airbender with that changeup. And then, um, I don't even know how to say this, J.P. Fireson, 12 games. (laughs) He's got 12 games appeared in, 11 and a two-thirds innings, 11 strikeouts, zero runs given up. So him and Hader both had no runs given up. And this guy's been really good for him, only allowing four hits. Um, So they look like they have a solid back end of their bullpen as well to go along with. Three stud pitchers. um, And then they don't even have their – their best players, uh, Christian Yelich has played in yeah. nine games. He's been out for a while now with a bad back. Uh, Lorenzo Cames only played in seven games. He's been out for a while. Uh, they just got Colton Wong back, who's probably been their second best offensive player.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: What I looked at this so Omar Navarrez, he's been he's their catcher. He is yeah. he is out of this world right now. Uh, his OPS yeah, yeah. plus was at what was
4: 189. Yeah,
3: 189, and Wong's at second on the team I think with 147 OPS plus. Yeah, but right. Novas has been insanely good. A uh, 3 My 389 God. batting average, 477 on base and a 1.05 on OPS. Like he is just he's hitting doubles and homers a lot. He's 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 probably one of the biggest surprises in baseball to start off this season. For real. the season. And the the Brewers need him. They've needed him so far because Keston here has been bad, Luis Urias has been bad. Um
4: An outfielder Tyrone Taylor too 1.3 OPS, 818 slugging
3: yeah in nine games he's been a nice solid surprise for them. Like,
4: yeah like they got like little backup people that they're just finding that are like doing it plus pitching that is just absolutely like never before seen lights out bullpen that backs them up and that's without their power players man and they're still in the first place in the central that's as a, as a Cardinals fan you hate to see it yeah
3: for sure that's that's, that's like tough terrifying. to play against you're gonna play against you're gonna see Patrick or not? You're gonna see Woodruff and Corbin Burns, yeah. And, yeah. and Peralta. You know, probably 15 to 20 times this year. Not really, not that many yeah. times, but like 10.
4: But they're gonna shut you
3: down. And they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna yeah, whoop your ass. Um, so the Brewers are looking like they might have a, a juggernaut here if they can get their guys healthy and their offense, because I know yeah. their offense is is not the best. So uh, that's could be a very scary team if those guys keep pitching it like they do, and if we can get. You know, Yelich, the best player, one of the best players in baseball, back as well. Uh huh. And then my next surprise in the NL Central is going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're 11 and 11. <laughs> they're third in the NL Central. I was so surprised at seeing this. Yeah. They're, I don't even know what's going on. To be honest, it's it's kind of wild because I thought they were going to be a dumpster fire team, but yeah. they have so far in 22 games that they've they're 500. That's really really good for them. I'm surprised. What they're doing at this moment in time, which is cool. The Pirates aren't good. They don't really have a lot of exciting players on their team besides maybe Brian Hayes, and he's been hurt.
4: Yeah, he's doubt Yeah, he's not even back yet. Re irritated his, re irritated his wrist or something along yeah, those lines he, or plateau yeah, or himself, something
3: like that. Hurt himself. So, I mean, but Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds—they're two probably best offensive pieces. Which they're not even blowing things out of the water. They're not having OPS pluses of like, you know, 50, 60, 70 points over the average. Mm-hmm. But they're still above average. Uh, Brian Reynolds is hitting 304 with a 402 on base. He, he leads the team in runs scored. Uh, and then Adam Frazier, you know, hitting 310. 12 runs scored. He's got 10 ribbies on the seat. He's playing well. They're both got an OPS of plus, 800 plus. I don't know how they're doing it. I think it's their pitching staff. I really don't know exactly what what holds this team together. They're going to implode here soon. But JT have to JT, JT baker has been a pleasant surprise for him. Um, I was hearing his name often through the you know first couple of weeks of the season, especially as a fantasy player in baseball. They're like, oh, this guy could be picked up. But in 22 innings, he's got a 2.01 ERA, 23 strikeouts, so in a strikeout an inning. Um, I don't know if his you know his Advanced numbers don't look great. His FIP is of four thirteen. Four thirteen. Yeah, you don't like the
4: ERA plus one ninety nine. Yeah, that's solid. a really good
3: one. Um, but they're getting solid. That's he's he's probably been one of their best players. Their closer is really good. Richard Rodriguez and nine and a third innings pitch. He's got eight uh, three saves, no runs. Their bullpen looks like it's been pretty solid. Uh, Kyle Crick, yeah. in eight games, no runs given up. Dwayne Underwood Jr. in twelve innings. He's got three earned runs. Or yeah, three. David Benner's in 10 games got 2 earned runs. bullpen looks like it's been solid which is honestly if you can keep a game close that's how you are able to win games and being in the NL Central that that division has a pretty bad offense. I think a lot of the teams that I mean
4: yeah I can't yeah, it's not great. Not great yet
3: at least. I'm just trying to think of I mean just by OPS the best team in that division, let me see. It's the Reds, but they've lost seven in a row. And then after that, it's the Cubs, and their offense was off to a terrible start.
4: That fifteen-run game probably helped. But them they've you know, they kind
3: of they played better the as of late. But they were off to a very tough start. Um. So Pirates have definitely been a surprise for me. I'm I, blown away that they are five hundred twenty-two games of the season.
1: Uh huh.
3: And then the last big surprise for me was the, was the Giants, man. It's not even an even number year, and the Giants are playing well. What is going on? What is
4: going on there? They got a better record than San
3: Diego. I mean, I, they're 14 and 8. They're a game behind the Dodgers. I
4: can't believe it. It's, it's insane. I can't even believe it, dude.
3: I don't. It's their pitching staff that's been the, the, really the anchor of that team. I mean, their starting rotation so Kevin Gosman, 33 inning pitch, 2.14 ERA, Anthony Desclafani. 21 inning pitch, 2.14 ERA. Aaron Sanchez, he's only played, and he's only started. Oh, he started in. Sorry, I'm, I'm wrong. In four games, in 19 innings, a 1.83 ERA. And then Alex Wood, he's gotten two that's starts weird. because of Cueto went down. He's got a .75 ERA in 12 innings. So I mean, that's he's only got one.
4: Yeah, only gave up a one.
3: And then Johnny Cueto, hurt. He's not. He's hurt right now. But he was in 20 innings, a 1.8 ERA. They're all. Their numbers don't look bad, really except Logan Webb, who's in their rotation. Uh, he's got 22 innings pitch and a 4.03 RA. And then, like, their starting staff has been really good. Every-
0: hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
3: Everyone's got a really good ERA+. Plus. Alex Wood, he's only got 12 innings, but, you know, Aaron Sanchez has been really good. Cueto was good, Descafani's been good, and then Gossman's been their ace for the most part, essentially. I was surprised when I was looking at these numbers and seeing how good their starting staff was, and that's I'm thinking why that's why they look so good right now. They're 14 and eight, a game behind the Dodgers, like we said, and their and their bullpen's been good. Tyler Rogers has been a stud. Jake McGee's been pretty damn good. I think he's had a nice bounce back because I think he played in Colorado for a couple of years and then he went to the Dodgers last year and he's kind of figured it out again. Leads the league in seven save with seven saves. Uh, Wandy Peralta, Matt Wisler, they have both played. They've—they've they've been roughed up a little bit, but it looks like this 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 uh, staff is gonna maybe hold this team together. I don't know. What do you think? Their
4: schedule looks good. I think. I mean, like, look, because I, I I was looking back at their schedule. You know, I, I I don't know. I'm a real big schedule guy, And so I'm looking back at their schedule to see. You know, like, okay, maybe they just kind of cheaped out on it. And I mean, the teams they've gone up against are uh, pretty solid. I mean, they had a three-game stint against Seattle went up against the Padres, they had a three-game stint against the Colorado Rockies, which they swept, which was expected, but then they snuck, they got two two out of three wins against Cincinnati when Cincinnati was still popping off, and they played Miami, who's been respectable this year, Philadelphia, who's obviously, who's been I think, has been really respectable again against Miami, so they're they're winning against teams that are good, you know, so it's not like they, like, win against, you know, like, Colorado and then uh, Baltimore, like, you know, they, they weren't going against, like, you know, goofy teams, like, they're winning against teams that they probably had to fight a little bit for. So it's, I I don't know. They they seem, it's it's super wild for me to say, but it seems like they're kind of legit a little bit. I don't know. I guess we'll see. If, if but. their
3: staff can keep it up and, you know, the, the yeah. problem is that they played a series against um, the Padres, but after that, I mean, you still have 35 games against the Padres and the Dodgers.
4: So, yeah, that's going to be really tough to overcome. But if they can sneak, I mean, you know, that's, I don't know. I think if you just sneak at least one, I, I, I see those series as just, Cutting the gap between you and the leader, you know, because I really don't think that they're ever going to be like. I, I would be very surprised if they're if they're leading the Dodgers by a significant amount, you know. But I think just taking games away from those leaders to make sure that that's just raw yeah, games gained, you know. For so sure. it's like that's that's you sneak a couple games here and there. I mean, that's that's you're cutting the lead a little bit. I was going to say that's, you win the other that's
3: the window you're going to have to look through when you look at the Giants' season is how yeah. well did they play against um, the Dodgers the and, the, and the Padres? Can they? Yeah. I mean, if you go 19 and 19, that's not bad or, you know, but mm-hmm. like to, I think to make a push, you got to, you know, be, have a 550 winning percentage. I don't know exactly what that is. Go, you know, 22 and and 17 or 23 and 16. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, and if you can do better than that, wow. I mean, because this is you no, know, they're, they're an afterthought in this division or they were now they're for seriously Now they're yeah. somewhat of a serious issue. Um, and Buster Posey looks good so far through 14 games, uh, OPS plus a 156. That's that's pretty solid for him. And Evan Longoria, uh, they've got two other statesmen kind of doing their thing. Uh, Longoria leads the team with four home runs and nine RBIs. He's tied with a couple dudes in those categories. Uh, but he's got a 174 OPS, and they're relying on those two. And also, you know, Mike Yastrzemski, he got hurt the other day with uh, something with an oblique, so not good. They need his bat to wake up. Um, but they are definitely relying more on their – pitching than their offense because they don't really have yeah. anything that blows us away here and I and and they're ranked 21st in runs scored throughout the league right now with 81 so or no sorry and Buster Posey
4: doesn't have a, a, a recent history of being like keeping keeping a strong pace like this I don't know I'm, I'm also a big pessimist on Buster Posey I don't know if you know this Nick but I'm a big uh anti-Buster Posey guy I just don't like him
3: I didn't know that what? I just think he's why don't you i, like I him? just think it's
4: I, I, I it's just his face i don't know i see buster posey and i just i don't like his name i think buster posey is punk ass name punchable face I think his face yeah his, yeah his, his face is just so punchable i just hate buster posey
3: man he's a solid mlb player he's probably a hall of famer
4: yeah he is super solid <laughs> uh, mlb player and and I, I i i've seen him a whole bunch. And that little stint, whenever it was like, you know, going back and forth, World Series runs, Cardinals, Giants situation, you know, saw the saw Buster Posey a whole bunch, and that probably didn't help things, you know, losing to them in the playoffs and things, but
3: yeah, uh, don't like Buster Posey. He's playing a lot more first base. That's what they need to do with him if they need him to be a productive, not productive, but just stay healthy. I, mm. I don't know. He's still a good catcher. He's played all 14 games that he's played this year at the catcher spot. So, I mean, if you only play him in like 120 games this year as catcher, he'll be fine. But I'm sure they'll want to get his bat in the lineup anytime they can at the time being because their, uh, their offense looks like it, is, it, up, yeah. it is not going to – it needs help. So, I don't know. We'll see how yeah. it goes, you know, in another 20 games we'll definitely be able to I'm, – I'm excited. That's yeah. that's when you know things are going to be shifting a certain way, as you know, 40, 50 games into the season.
4: Yeah, you'll uh, see who's legit, who's keeping it up. Yeah,
3: so – um, but those are all my big surprises this year. I guess Oakland's not a giant cool. surprise, but just from the way they started the season and now how they reeled off 13 wins in a row that's exciting. yeah
4: that commanding like that commanding lead against Houston and the Angels
3: um, but it's cool yeah it's that division's still bunched up a little bit. Seattle's a game back and then the Angels are three games back and Houston's three and a half. I'm kind of disappointed by Houston, but it's only they're 10 and 11 they're not falling off too bad. And like we said earlier, that's a tougher division than most.
4: Um, well, and they were missing. I mean, they they were they've been missing Jose Altuve, uh, Martin Maldonado, Alvarez. Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez. They they were missing them for
3: like a lot of guys. close
4: to ten games. I'm pretty sure it was like ten games or something like that. So, you know, half of their half of their schedule, they didn't even have their main guys. And I think the second game back, uh, Alex Bregman had like. I think it was like three runs, five RBIs, two home runs, or something like that. It was like some, it was some crazy, or maybe not two home runs, maybe just one, but he came back and he's been lighting it up. So he's, I mean, you know, they're kind of getting back in the swing of things. I, I wouldn't doubt it if, you know, in the next week or so, if we talk again, that Houston will be, yeah, Houston will be creeping up there towards the top win of five end.
3: out of six games or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Because I know Altuve actually just came back today, I think. Yeah, he was
4: out longer than Bregman. And yeah, he's only Jordan played in 11 there, so. games this
3: season, so um, that'll be yeah, a nice surprise.
4: how many games uh, they lost. Or a nice, a
3: nice plus for him to come back. Um, I don't really know yeah. how I feel about the Astros, but we'll see. It's definitely hard to tell. Um, but another perennial contender that's really disappointing this year, and it's on my list of disappoint- disappointments, is the Yankees, man. They're, uh, they're 9-12. <sighs> they have the same <laughs> record as uh the baltimore orioles coming into tonight and i think they're playing the orioles as we speak or they have played them tonight and i think they lost but you know i could be i could be wrong watching these
4: games man they just look lazy they just look lazy there is just there's just nothing going on in that ballpark man
3: i'm just that offense still looks like it's been stagnant like they're yeah. D- even D.J. Lemehu, he's only hitting 260. I think we talked about it last week, and not a lot of these numbers have gone up.
4: Uh, yeah, which really sucks, because I, I love D.J. Back when he was on Colorado, it was a lot of fun watching The player Fox. with
3: the highest OPS plus on that team is, well, this is Aaron Judge. This is, I guess, guys who have played the most games. But their backup catcher, I don't even know why I lost his name here, but... Higashioka? Yeah, Kyle Higashioka. He needs to play yeah, more hey, for him, because uh, <laughs> he's got three home runs and 21 at-bats compared to the the team leader five home runs Gene Carlo and 70 at-bats so I don't know 10 games he's got a one dot yeah that's pretty solid but I don't think he's anything that special but they just need their offense to really come to life Uh, Glaber Torres has been bad they got Rudy out of door who has been not good Gary Sanchez has kind of come back to earth after a hot you know five games so you know not Mm -hmm. a hot start but I I, (laughs) I'm worried if I'm That offense is putrid right now. I think they're one of the it's, worst offenses and in the league.
4: it shouldn't be. Because you look at this lineup and it should not be putrid. You 77 know, runs scored and like, These in,
3: in 22 games. That's uh four, fourth lowest in the league. Uh, the Mets are lower and the Mets have played three less games. The Nationals have played three less games than the Tigers. Who, I mean, most of us coming into the season thought probably the, the worst team in the league. But the Tigers have scored a little less than the Yankees. But offense... Really bad. Their pitching staff has been led by Garrett Cole, and their bullpen's been really good for the most part. But I, I don't really know. Kluber hasn't been very good. Tallien's been not good. I, I'm trying to see their second best starter here. It looks like it's been what Jordan Montgomery, and 21 innings pitch. He's got a 4.57 ERA. I just Kluber can't pitch every day for these guys, and then you can't yeah. you can't. Special. So. You're gonna kill your bullpen if if you got them throwing you know six innings a night, five innings a night, and then the offense is not yeah. there. I think that's that's probably the biggest flaw with the Yankees at the moment is their offense. Yeah, just, pitching
4: can only do so much to get you there. You got, I mean, you got to have dudes that can back it up, and you know if that that, <laughs> that dugout's just missing a spark and none of these dudes are doing anything, and so it's like I don't know. I feel bad for the pitchers because. I'm sure they're going out there and they're trying to do their thing but you just have no backup, you know, cuz a lot of those pitchers a big thing that I think helps the pitchers is you know, I mean if you go out there onto the onto the mound and you got like a 5 out, or a 5 run lead, you know, they can get a little more loose with it, you know, they can be a little more testy, they can be more aggressive, yeah, you know, of sure. the strike zone and stuff like that. And so it's like without these guys doing that, it puts all I mean it puts so much more pressure on these pitchers and that's you know, that's just going to break down that 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 whole situation. That whole situation sucks.
3: It definitely sucks. Uh, they really want Luke Voigt back, but even then, I don't think he can. I don't think one man's gonna fix the no, problems no. in this team. Um, if they're if they're you know, in the hunt, in that like around midseason, they're gonna probably make a move for someone. That's the Yankees. That's what they're known for making big moves. Um, but Giancarlo Stanton has been bad.
4: Yeah, only point point six oh four six oh four OPS. Is that
3: right? I see six six four, but like he's just. Oh six six four. He's oh, not hitting, he's not hitting a lot of dingers, which they need. He's got five, which leads his team. I guess it's not awful, but,
4: <laughs> yeah, but it other sucks than that, that, he's
3: got five home runs and a double, so he's got six extra bases, and then he's got seven singles, so he's got thirteen hits on the year and seventy eight bats. Like that's not, that's not what Gene Carlos there for to do. I mean, if he was driving in more guys and hitting lots of home runs, fair. But he's he's got fourteen RBIs, which is probably not as close to the lead league. And I don't know. Underwhelming.
4: Jay Bruce had the right idea.
3: Yeah, retire. I'm out of here. Yeah, fuck this. So, <laughs> Yankees definitely big disappointment. I said the Twins earlier were another disappointment, and then my other one was just yep. the the NL uh, NL East. But it's just the, the, <laughs> the Met, entire NL East. The, is a yeah, the entire NL East. Uh, the Mets were winning this division in, as of tonight. In 17 yeah. games, they were nine and eight. Uh,
4: Oh, I think uh, Philly just won tonight. Yeah, so.
3: Philly won, and, and so they're, like they're going to be eleven and eleven. But you know, Atlanta coming in tonight was nine and twelve. Uh, Miami's nine and twelve, and Washington's eight and eleven. Um, the bigger disappointments are probably Washington and Atlanta, but like that whole division is underwhelming. Especially, they're
4: good company for each other. Yeah, least. for
3: sure, they're going to be another t- They're going to be another division like the uh, AL West, where they have four pretty solid teams that are going to beat up on each other. Uh, and the one who's it's, gonna, just,
4: it's just funny that they're all so low, <laughs> they're all like you know they they go outside of their division and they get their asses whooped so they just have to beat each other you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is like the the Mets are a game above 500. The Phillies just got to 500 today, and everyone else is three games below. And the only team with a positive run differential at this moment was uh, tonight was Miami. They are a one plus one run differential. So <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: it's just like yikes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. It
4: sucks to see because the first episode we were like, this is pretty exciting. All these teams are really cool. And then you know, here we are like a week and a half later or whatever, and it's like, man, these teams all kind of suck. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I kind of hate all these teams right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, but, not a big fan. Um,
3: so we'll see. I don't exactly know what's going to happen there. It's still mm-hmm. early. And the Mets and the Nationals haven't even played as many games as everyone else. So we're going to see kind of what the trajectory goes with the NL East. Uh, it's still a really good division, but weird weird to see these they're all kind of yeah it's tough below average it's tough but that's pretty much that's good pretty much all i had. you got anything else we can kind of go over and that tickles your fancy uh,
4: you know you were talking about you know ha- like surprises you know best big you know surprises you like or big disappointments and things like that i've kind of got like a little like double negative it's a surprise which you know you were using as a good thing but uh it's negative it's uh i'm surprised and happy that Cincinnati is now 9-12. and 12. <laughs> It's yeah. uh, cool to see that. Uh, it, it's just funny that they had so much fire, you know, in the beginning of the season. And then, like, Nick Castellanos kind of like, you know, kind of Achilles ham- hamstringed them, sort of. And now they're 9-12, and 12, you know. They had, like, a major losing streak I think and they at the very lost bottom. Seven, Pittsburgh's doing better.
3: Seven in a row. They, lost, they got just got swept in St. Louis. Um, all close games, Which, but they were never able to pull it out.
4: Yes, they got swept by the Diamondbacks, man. Like, ouch! Jesus, that's that's a tough, that's a really tough look. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> that is a tough. I don't one. know, and and then and then the series before that against Arizona, they only got one game, so I, I don't know. It's it's a tough look, but you know, happy surprise. I'm happy to see. We we, we, we said in the last one that we didn't think Cincinnati would keep this up, and uh, sure enough, they didn't. Yeah, so, I'm say. You know, we God bless.
3: They still have a plus eleven run differential, which is second in that division, but it's just. I don't
4: know. It's great to see them at the bottom though. I, I I love seeing Cincinnati and Chicago at the bottom. I like Milwaukee. It's cool seeing them up there. Obviously I like seeing the Cardinals up there. That's our those are our boys. And then Pittsburgh seeing them up there. It's cool seeing them up there because they had the lowest expectations probably out of any team in the entire league. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just it's just cool to see them, you know, because it's like it's like I feel like you and I both know that like they're not gonna be able to keep this no up. Way. There's just no way that they do this. But it's fun it's fun because it's like You know they're busting up brackets. You know, kind of for lack of a better term, they're busting up brackets against Cincinnati and Chicago, and you just love to see it. So,
3: for sure, man, happy little surprises uh,
4: with the NL Central.
3: Yeah, and I mean we can kind of go a little more in depth with the Cardinals because we have some time. Um, Sure, they played tonight. The game just finished. They lost two to one against Philly. It was a
4: yeah.
3: It was a hell of a fun game to watch if you're a Cardinals fan because Adam Wainwright for his second start in a row, he comes out. uh, He just he threw a complete game. Two runs allowed and six hits. He allowed up two f- big flies to Reese Hoskins. One, the first one was just a, a hanging fucking curveball that he crushed. Uh, second one, just a nice 50 or 85 mile per hour cutter. Uh, Reese Hoskins owned him, but Adam Wainwright's been solid for the Cardinals over the past. Yeah, it's Two starts, great. eight innings, or nine innings pitched tonight with eight strikeouts with two earned runs. And then at the start before was, what, seven innings? Ten strikeouts on one run. Uh, the Cardinals lost both those starts. Tough. But their pitching's settled themselves since the last time we talked, I think.
4: Yeah. I think yeah, the last
3: yeah, time they're... we were saying how bad their pitching staff was, I think they've yeah. really kind of gotten their feet under them. Yeah, they've dropped their ERA by a whole run since last week. It's a 4.17 ERA. They're 16th in MLB. They've
4: settled down the yips a little bit. Yeah, a little honestly. bit. Like they came out and they were a little, little jumpy. Maybe it was all those at-bats they took in spring training and they are still just got... Adrenaline coursing through them or something like that, but
3: yes, but they've uh, looked a lot better as of late. Their offense is still hit or miss. They were able to what did they score five runs. They, they scored some runs against the Reds over the the weekend series and they got to sweep. But you're still waiting for Paul Goldschmidt to wake up. Honestly, he's struggling start yeah. the year. uh The young's still struggling. You had Tyler o'neill come back and hit a two homers in the same game, and I think, but like. Dylan Carlson has really heated up. They moved him to the two hole, which finally happened. We were waiting on and that. He's been killing it. Yeah, he's been killing it. Uh, as of before the game tonight, he had a 309 average, a 407 on base with a 966 uh, OPS, and, or, and his OPS plus was 172. Um, 172.
4: Great. The only person beating him, <laughs> yadi Molina. 190. Yeah, crazy.
3: On watching the game tonight, they were giving out stats of how Molina's the fourth player ever to be this old and to have this good of a start offensively. Um, but
4: you love to see him man.
3: But Aaron, Otto, it, especially
4: whenever this Cardinals team needed it so bad. Aaron
3: Otto looks like he's struggling right now. I mean, Goldschmidt's kind of been struggling. De Young's been struggling, and then I mean, Justin Williams not been great. They're looking and waiting for Harrison Bader to come back just just to have his glove and hit probably yeah. better than 200. Not much, but probably better because Tyler O'Neill and Justin Williams are both hitting under 200. That's that's what you can't afford to have that out of your offense. Um, and Matt Carpenter's just a black hole where, where strikeouts get Stats done. go to Ages. die, yeah, Jesus. Yeah,
4: Cause I saw, do you see that whole thing on Twitter and people all talk, you know, they're like, well, actually, Matt Carpenter's got a hard hit velocity, blah, 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 you know, and they did all that stuff, whatever.
3: Yeah, I saw it. And, uh, and, uh,
4: and, I, I, I was, I saw somebody who did like a really deep dive on it, looking into it, you know, going into baseball savant and checking his games and things like that, launch angles and stuff. And it's looking like, uh, it's looking like he just is not strong enough to pop the balls yeah, where he normally does that's exactly
3: what it is he just doesn't have the power anymore and that's what happens yeah, he just can't he's, put it over the wall he's 35 and so you know a lot of the things he's like he's really positive he's like yeah the metrics say i'm hitting the ball really well i'm just going to continue what i'm doing but that's the argument is like well age caught up to you Matt carpenter it just looks like you just don't yeah. have the strength anymore to really push the ball out of the ballpark or you know drive it into the gaps and it's you're always just going to hit these ones that fall short of the wall and get caught on the track Or just hang up for too long because you can't drive the ball anymore. So
4: yeah, you just can't have that, man. You can't have that. You gotta change your change your stance or change your swing or something so you can generate more power. Or Um, I don't know, maybe bunt or or just actually don't play. But
3: call Ichiro Suzuki up and say, "How do I slap the ball to left field? How do I do that?" (laughs) I mean, he he has been just it's bad, so bad to watch.
4: 18 strikeouts, man.
3: Yeah, and he drew a walk in tonight's game. But he, that's what he used to do so well is draw walks. But he's only got five walks and 48, or 48 plate appearances. So it's just – I don't you know, know. It's such a poor
4: offensive stat. I mean, it's like, you know, at that point it's like, dude, I got to – you got to be drawing walks, you know. It's
3: not and tough. now that, you know, uh, O'Neal came back, You're gonna and Carpenter was playing a good amount while he was out, you're not going to see Carpenter yeah. play at all really. He's going to pinch hit. Hopefully and get, you know, a day off – or he's going to be the guy to take days off for, you know, maybe Arenado or maybe Goldschmidt or Edmund. Yeah. Like that, but, like, he is a liability out there. Uh, and the Cardinals are probably just one more bet away from being a pretty solid offensive team. If you can get mm-hmm. Carlson and Arenado and Goldschmidt and Yadi and Edmund going at the same time, that should probably be enough. But Goldschmidt, like I said, Goldschmidt, his age is showing too, man. He's, he's struggling. It's tough.
4: Yeah. He's a big boy, though. I think he's got the... I mean, even if he does what Matt Carpenter does, I think he's got the power still. I think he can slap that thing. He's just a big dude, man. He looks like a farmhand.
3: <laughs> he does. He does look like a farmhand. But uh, they got Kwong Young Kim back, and he's been okay for him. Adam Wainwright's really turned himself around these last couple starts, which the only really bad start he had was the first one. Uh, John Gant looks yeah, solid. Yeah, slapped off. And Flaherty looks like a lot better. He's uh, He's been one of the better... He's probably been their best pitcher. And then uh bullpen really alex reyes has been really good for him in 10 innings or nine and a third innings he's got a zero era um but they were overtaxed to start the season so it's hard to look at their numbers and be like oh yeah they're not good but it's just because they were getting thrown out there all the time
4: yeah i'm glad alex reyes has been able to kind of shut it down and keep games close but yeah because he some of his walks man it's like oh my gosh his uh, walks across nine, or his BB nine is like nine point six. Yeah, he uh, he does struggle so like in that he, he makes he makes games he makes games nerve wracking because <laughs> he'll load the Nerv- bases up and then he'll, well, he'll get
3: it. But it's like Jesus, put a positive spin on that. And he makes them exciting, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love to watch it. I love it. Yeah. I definitely don't want to. I definitely don't want to have like you know a uh, 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 three up three down shutty. You know, I love feeling super tense.
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Guy Gallagher's has been solid. Genesis career has been solid. But, yeah, um, Alex Reyes definitely needs to get those walks down. And he's got, in ten games, appeared in and nine in the third inning, he's got ten walks, which is not sustainable. That's going to get you lit the fuck up. Um, so, definitely would worry about that. But so far, he's, you know, skated by. So, we'll see.
4: Hey, uh, something real quick. This is completely unrelated to baseball, but I just remembered. I, I was going to say it at the beginning of the episode, and I forgot uh, in the last episode, the PSO put out, uh, you know, they were giving us a shout out saying like, you know, hey, they did a baseball podcast that I just listened to. And uh, Chase said, yeah, Nick's on there. And then Nick's friend, Devin. Wow. Uh, Chase, wh- what's up, dude? We're not friends or like, you know, if I see you on the streets, you better have like your boys with you or something. Cause <laughs> I didn't realize we weren't friends. Like, you know, Nick's friend. You can't just say like our friend, Devin. Friend of know? the
3: show, Devin. <laughs>
4: Yeah, or like something. Chase got to chase has got to draw a line in the line in the sand. So, Damn you know, I, I guess I see where we lie, but Chase, anyway. we're
3: we're all friends, dude.
4: I just wanted to just wanted to throw that out there because I was listening to the Chase and Caleb podcast, and he was like Nick's friend Devin. It's like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh shit! Uh, well, we usually do final thoughts as a segment. That could have been a really good final thought to call Chase out. Oh shit! Well, I should have done that. Well, it's all right. We still have the uh, come on, Devin. Devin gave us a segment. Devin, what, let's hear it. New
4: bit alert. Yes. New bit alert. All right. <laughs> the new bit. The new new segment here, Nick. Get him out of here.
3: Get him out of here. We gotta
4: get we gotta get him out of here. You know, we're just gonna talk about talk about talk about some bullshit in, it, in the MLB right now. That I've had enough of it. Get him out of here. I don't want him in here no more. Get him out of here.
3: I like it. All right. Well, yours is going to be way better than mine. I just have, I mean, I just, let's hear yours first because I definitely want to hear the good part of this thing. You want to go
4: me first? Okay, I don't know about how good you're kind of setting me up here, but my 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 uh my get him out of here nominee uh this week, it's going back a little ways. We've, it's been kind of talked about a little bit, but we just started this segment, so I feel like I can dig a little bit deeper into the past of this season. My get him out of here is the umpire's. These umpires, what are they doing, man? Missed calls. This is this is insane. We've got we've got uh, just uh, just last night uh, we had an umpire in the uh, uh, Pirates Minnesota game. He called a freaking strike. The ball was five inches off of the plate, almost half a foot off the plate, and he's calling strikes. And that was that was one of fifteen of his blown calls. And then going further back, going further back than that, you know, you've got these umpires. I think uh, I, I, looking at the stats, I think they've only got like eighty-three percent of the calls correct this season so far, something like that. Get them out of here. Wait, are get, you... get these guys out of here. I'm not a huge advocate for electronic strike zones, but good lord, get like. It sounds like you're advocating for. You gotta tighten this stuff it. up. Tighten. I'm I, I, a, a little bit because Angel Hernandez. What are you doing, bud? What are you doing?
3: Get out of here, Blue. I don't, we don't like Scott it. Scott
4: Berry. Yeah. Get them out of here. Get get these. Take these umpires. Round him up into a nice little, nice little umpire burrito. Get him out of here. I don't
3: want him. I, I'm on page, dude. I hate umpires. I hate watching them. I, as if you know, if they miss calls, but it's consistent. If they're calling a strike three inches off the plate for both pitchers and most of the night, I like it. Cool. I like a bigger strike zone. But like when it's a strike that is like right down the middle, or you know, in yeah, in like. You know how the strike zone's cut up in the quadrants? It's like you can just see it hit the middle of a quadrant, and he just calls like, it a ball. You're like, wow, half a foot, yeah, that's half tough. a
4: foot last night. It's like, bruh, you are gonna tell me I'm gonna, like, put I, I can fit my foot in between the strike zone and the ball? I can fit that whole thing, and you're gonna call that? You know, it's like, what what are you doing here, my man? That's a strike, you know. And the batter's turn and look at him like, is that a strike? And he's like, yeah, that's a strike. You are so stupid. Get out <laughs> of here,
3: get him out of here. I like it, dude. So
4: that's my that's my get them out of here nominee. Take these umpires, get them out of here.
3: Get them out of here. Roll them up in that burrito. You know, maybe get a little boar collie to get them <laughs> yeah. into a little in a pasture and then put yeah, them, yeah, herd them, them all in, together. Yeah. Get Joe,
4: Joe West running, nipping at his heels. Yeah,
3: dude, get them out of here. Fuck them. Gone. So that's uh, my get them out of here. My get them out of here was so in that game. It was the Dodgers Padres game. Let me see exactly mm-hmm. what it was. On April twenty okay. fourth. That was so that was Saturday. The yep. Padres ended up losing this game by a run, but um, Blake Snow was pitching, he was dealing, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the fourth inning, bottom of the fourth, he, he gets a little trouble. And mm-hmm. guy's on second and third, no outs, and so he's able to pitch out of the jam the for the most part. But one play in particular, I was like, what are you doing? Um, Sheldon News or Noise for the Dodgers, he hits a weak little grounder that's obviously going foul. And Blake Snell, and all of this infinite wisdom this dude has, fucking fields the ball. <laughs> and you could see his uh, third baseman Machado saying, let it go, let it go, let it go. And it's like, I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, he let that ball go. He's letting it let it go. That's going to go foul. And he just picks it up and eats it. Doesn't even try to make a play. And a run scores, and the Dodgers win 5-4. I mean, it tied the game 2-2 at the time. But it's like, you got to let that ball go, kid. Like, let it let it go. Let Elsa yeah. scream it from the rooftops. dude. Let it fucking go. Um, just, uh, you hear people say, Trust your defense. yeah, you hear pitchers say, people say pitchers are the most athletic guys on the field. I question that sometimes. No. Like, nope.
4: I don't think so. They're athletic. Don't get me wrong. They're athletic, but no.
3: Maybe baseball. So just like, you see guys do it all the time. You saw, a, dude,
4: you, you, dude, you got some wiry motherfuckers up there. <laughs> you do. You got some, you, you, you're like, yeah, pitchers are the most athletic guy. And then you got like. Like, I don't know, even, like, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to hate on, uh, but, like, Jacob DeGrom, like, for, for how much heat he throws, dude, that boy does not look like he's got that much meat on his bones yeah, uh, to be having that much power behind him, you know, like.
3: Chris Sale's the same thing. He's just a string bean, but he's so tall and lanky, it's kind of wild to yeah, see these guys they got, like,
4: leverage to just launch it like a catapult at the, at the freaking strike zone, you know, but. Yeah, Chris Sale, it says 6'6", like, six,
3: six, 183, so, and that's probably when he's soaking wet
4: yeah so so what's so so what's the get him out of here get Blake out, snell like snell get him out <laughs> get of here blake dude! What are you of you here?
3: Fucking <laughs> <doing>? and as <laughs> soon as he him. made that play he's like fuck you just saw in his face dude <laughs> yeah yeah
4: so yeah. blake snell, he's like he's, he's like looking at the dugout and he's like coach you got to get me out of here
3: Blake snell you have manny machado a multi-goal glover at third place at third base man just just listen And to he him. got
4: tatis jr at shortstop like you're good, this, man. You've you got like two of the most athletic dudes behind you in your defense. Like, you're good. Yeah. Be, be Especially on that side. More, yeah, get him out of here. Get out of here. More field
3: awareness next time, bud.
4: Dumbass. What are you doing? Yeah, let it go. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah, let
3: it go. All right. I think that, uh, I think we're finishing up here. I think, uh, I don't really have shit else to talk about.
4: Yeah, yeah no, That's pretty good. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we're talking about it. Baseball's a whole lot of fun to watch. We love it. But a couple surprises, you know? So it's, it's been good. I've been enjoying watching baseball. I've been enjoying talking about baseball with you, man. All
3: right. Well, this was a pleasure, Devin. I hope we can do this again. Um, and for all the listeners, sure. you know, thanks for listening. Spread the word.
4: Appreciate you. All
3: right. Good shit.